This is Boat Crew RPG with Brzingerman. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Brzingerman. Because, like everything else, ancient Norse names make the world a little entertaining. We're actually going to start in media rest instead of doing gentle introductions because all of you know your characters at this point. So it's next year. It's June 22nd. A couple days ago, Maddie got a very odd message. It turned out one of the younger apprentices at your chantry had a fish tank, which is awesome. Sure, responsibility, fish, it's pretty. But then there was a giant clam growing in it. And no one knows how the foot and a half clam showed up in the fish tank. The apprentice took it out to take a look at it. And you were there too, because frankly, if something really weird is going on, Maddie and Aurelia probably should be called in to help handle it. The clam opened up and inside there was a dove. The dove was holding a small scroll. The small scroll said, Hot girl summer at the beach. Meet me there first day of summer. Signed with the letter A in red ink and a couple kisses. P.S. Bring your friends. You know which ones. And unfortunately, Maddie knew which ones and had to arrange for a bit of quick transportation. Which is why you all find yourselves at the ocean, uh, Hampton Beach, which is just a hour or so east of you on the first true day of summer with this year's particular solstice at a small seafood restaurant where you're being treated to lunch by a woman who somehow should not legally be allowed to be there because no one should be allowed to wear what she is wearing, even on a beach but everyone seems to either ignore it or drool mindlessly when they look at her. I would say safely that she is the most beautiful woman any of you have ever seen, but none of you could agree what you were seeing when you look at her, other than she looks kind of Greek. She's got that wonderful tan, dark Mediterranean hair, and beyond that, she defines beauty, and you can't exactly figure anything else out. She also is eating chocolate-covered bacon, and has had already ordered you guys, among other things, a reasonable variety of food and oysters. <laughs> she got herself a nice glass of wine, which she is sipping at, and just looks across the three of you and says, so nice that you could all make it. I was hoping that this would work out well. You're, you're, try, try, try. It's really good here. Gesturing wildly at the food. <laughs> uh, Maddie would probably struggle with the beautiful woman. Um, since the last time that she saw at least Anne, since Aurelia's fairly close by, um, as summer approaches, the, the people at the chantry, you know, since they're younger, would be more excited about summer and 
like you said, hot girl summer, um, getting their beach bodies ready, et cetera. And this is something that Maddie's never been comfortable with her, her body, her appearance, um, showing skin really in any way, shape or form. So seeing all these young girls with the confidence to, you know, groom, you know, themselves differently, hit the gym, get those abs, lose those pounds and get ready for the onslaught of boys, you know, for beach volleyball, had Maddie very stressed out. She's never been able to figure out why she's different from other girls her age or even younger. She just doesn't worry about boys. She's actually kind of afraid of them a little bit. Um, So she's kind of been encouraged by the girls around her to try something a little different for herself. So she's let her hair grow out a little bit past her usual shoulder length. So it's now closer to... um, waist length. Uh, She tried dyeing it a more golden blonde, which is as adventurous as she could get. And instead of it being the curly frizzy mess, it's this sleek, uh, blown out kind of straightened look with many layers. Like you could tell somebody just kicked her into a stylist chair and told them to give her kind of a makeover, but not too extreme a makeover. So she felt very pretty, but as she sits in front of this woman in comparison, she feels like the same frumpy, invisible nobody that she always feels. So when she's offered the food, she just shakes her head and says, I'm vegan. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, though. I I don't eat oysters and I definitely don't eat bacon. Uh, but but thank you. You you enjoy it. You you seem very nice. Well, they'll, they'll be along with the salad soon for you too. Don't worry. I'm not going to let anyone be out. Hospitality is sacred, as we all know. And she looks at you slightly pointedly. And she she kind of responds with a with a meek nod. Um, she can barely look at this woman because to Maddie, she almost looks um, Romany, you know, with the contrast of the really sharp, cool blue eyes against that sun kissed skin. She sees um, this woman as having like really thick jet black hair. And just everything about her is curvaceous and what the media tells her is beautiful. Uh, So Maddie can't even get a sentence out. She can't even look at her. She's just staring at the table, kind of side-eyeing Aurelia and Anne to see if they're having the same problems she is. Anne is not exactly having the same problems, though uh, she looks quite different to Anne. Uh, To Anne, she looks like having very sleek black hair, quite short uh, cut bit in a bit in a in a in a soft bob, so to say, and her eyes are slightly more toward Asian, and her skin is yes, it is sun kissed, but it's more towards the east than actual Greek. Even though some of her facial features are still very Greek, she's dressed in a kimono and she just looks wonderfully stunning. Um, the problem is that even though this is very appealing to Anne and she can see the beauty in this for sure, Anne doesn't really do any sexual attraction much. She is ace. So it's okay. Yes, I can appreciate this person looking like this and kind of more like a piece of art. They really obviously put in a lot of effort to to look really nice. So that's more ad stakes, more appreciation of what she is seeing other than adoration and more uh, and less so uh, discomfort. 
Uh, Anne herself is dressed in uh, very comfortable clothing like she usually is when she's not working so it's in this case uh, yoga pants that are a little bit airy because yeah it's it's starting to get a little warm but not too warm just yet sneakers and a bit of an oversized light sweater so she really doesn't stand out much as she likes to however she once again is accompanied by her lovely umbrella who has gone completely over the top (laughs) so Ella currently is completely covered in little sun, uh, little sun symbols and uh, bikinis and, of course, the ribbons that she always has and a lot of frill around the rim. Um, the boot that she is wearing currently is, is a full on pump uh, in gold, which matches the suns. That's awesome. As you as um this happens, the woman across the table does look over at and smile and just say very softly, that is a wonderful choice in footwear, by the way, and drops a little bit of seafood down into the umbrella at which there is a soft munching sound. I can only imagine that it's an oyster with shell, so it's not just a soft munching sound, there's also a soft crushing sound going on and there is a glimmer that travels up the umbrella in excitement because this was delicious and herself does not touch the oysters that's a little bit too exotic uh but the rest of the seafood is delicious and what about aurelia how is she handling this little meeting so aurelia is struggling with uh, hot girl summer definitely because first of all she's more like uh old girl uh and summer isn't really her season it doesn't lend itself well to combat boots and army jacket um she's convinced herself to try crop top and skirt and it's working out it's okay uh but she couldn't ditch any uh, the boots so she's got dork martins on um and I think uh, she would have recolored or redyed her hair to be purple from dark green. Um, there's that. So I don't know. Does Aphrodite appear um, conventionally attractive to me or like alternatively attractive? Literally, her appearance is your image of attractiveness. Okay, Aphrodite in that case is pretty fucking badass, probably. <laughs> Not sure how to describe that. Um, it's okay. She is a completely, as a goddess, allowed to transcend human ability to describe beauty. And she is also, even with the kimono, still dressed to be here at the beach on the first nice day of summer, which is an exceptionally nice day for this point in June this far north as well and yeah i'm not sure aurelia's all that interested in uh bacon and oysters but she's got uh, a mojito and is leaning back and uh has her boots on the table because that's how she rolls <laughs> that's fine there's a lot of other different kinds of seafood as well it's as though she basically just said so turn this table into a buffet with a, with two of everything you guys have slightly larger of the table than you should in this restaurant and she's looking back and forth across everyone, beaming slightly. 
She even has a small little smile for Joseph, who seems to be very carefully determined to hide behind Maddie's glass as much as he can, nibbling on some little bit of greenery. It feels like all of you are a little bit too down to business, so I thought we'd have a little relaxing thing. Um, first, get to know each other because I haven't spoken to most of you before very much. Can you tell me how your trip to Europe went? I heard, well, it wasn't a trip for one of you, but I was really curious how that worked out. I mean, um, we did the thing and then we finished the job and then it was all okay. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, also very businesslike. I, would, I think this is about as chill as I have seen the three of us together. We're, yeah, we're not the big party type. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. You're only mortal. And she says that with a smile as though she completely means it in the most kind, gentle, I'm your way too fun for your own good aunt kind of voice. <laughs> uh-huh. Mortal, right? Yeah. No, I did not just spend multiple months in the immortal realm anyway. And she takes a big gulp from her her oversized coffee because may I remind you how much of a coffee addict Anne is <laughs> so being in the US that means that she gets the big sized coffees all right all right that's fair she said you have gotten to do some travel and I think that's awesome frankly it's a really great way to learn to grow I mean you end up getting a second rate teacher but it's not your fault. I can introduce you to my husband sometime, and he can do stuff that would that was just like knock you down. Genius Maddie gets, that like, Maddie gets really kind of flustered at that thought. Like her face gets very red. I think. I mean, given that this is the Hellenic pantheon, and that's what Maddie has the closest ties to, she would have put together obviously that this is Aphrodite from the clamshell and the the fact that Maddie herself finds this person attractive, which she doesn't really find anyone attractive. Um, and just thinking about possibly slighting Aphrodite by saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and the catastrophic, you know, backlash that, that would lead to has her very nervous. So she's kind of shooting glances at Anne, like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, and, and, you know, she can barely, she has a salad in front of her. Her hand is shaking a little. She brings the fork to her lips because as far as working with these deities, uh, Betty definitely has her favorites. You know, the more mild Hestia definitely gets a lot of attention from her and certain deities like, you know, Aphrodite are on her altar, but perhaps don't get as many libations as they should because she's frankly afraid of everything that Aphrodite represents. And if she could honestly travel to the underworld and, you know, fight Kerberos with a sword, she would rather do that than be here right now. Aphrodite definitely does notice your shaking hand and she says, don't be nervous, we're all women here. And she reaches out gently grabs your shaking hand with one hand to still it, slowly brings your fork up to your mouth, and just take another bite, and you'll be fine. I'm here on your side today, and it might be a little scary, I know, but I promise that today's going to work out in your favor in the long run, as long as you can 
keep your cool. Can you do that for me? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Anything. Uh, she, she's she's still very nervous, and you can feel that the hand that you're holding is shaking even more now. Um, and she's breaking out into like a very light um, perspiration on her face. She'll say, "I just don't know what I could possibly do to help you. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm worthy. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think there's anything I have in my bag of tricks that could actually. How could I help? You know, you. That just seems silly. Well, as you're well aware, thanks to um, certain bits of history, a lot of us from Olympus don't get to play around directly in the human world too much to fix things. We got to work with humans, through humans, and all of that. But I'm sure that you are actually the three who are incredibly suited for what's going on. And among other things, it'll help my husband feel a little less slighted. As I said, it did help a different blacksmith from somewhere else. And that does take a little bit away from his prestige. You understand, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, We we would do anything to help you, anything at all. And at this point, you're not sure if she's doing, if she's saying this because she's nervous or because she's kind of like going gaga over a pretty girl. Like Maddie's just a wreck right now. Um, And even Joseph has to avoid her, her giant hand as she knocks the glass over and has to fumble to pick it up before it spills. Um, She kind of looks towards Aurelia since she's the cool one of the group uh, to see how she's handling all of it. And when she sees that Aurelia is being fairly normal and even Anne doesn't seem bothered. Like she feels like an even bigger idiot that, you know, but at the same time, she doesn't know if they know who this deity is. I mean, she knows very much so who it is and why this is such a big deal, but she's hoping she can just imitate the cool girl vibes Aurelia has going on and not the absolute trash heap of a wreck of nerves that she's currently exibiting. That actually reminds me, These this uh, normal table has two people on each side of it. Which one of you is actually sitting beside Aphrodite? Not me, that's for sure. It's Aurelia. Is she the one who did it? <laughs> uh, I had imagined it to be a round table, honestly. <laughs> I thought we were, like, leaning back. Oh, okay. In that case, I'm willing to make say it's a round table, sure. <laughs> so that means one of you is on each side of her, kind of. Yeah. And I feel uh, like I think- Maddie's straight across from her. As nervous as can be. Yeah, Maddie would put as much distance between her as humanly possible. She'd be afraid to accidentally rub elbows with Aphrodite. And thus thus kick Maddie as well while she's saying that we will do everything and just pointedly look at... First look at Aurelia with a with a uh, expression that says uh what the hell and then to maddie be like i everything maddie just responds with everything so let me make it clear we're not going to do everything everything within reason maddie's is like well i mean we're not gonna kill ourselves or anything but i mean short of that i think we could work something out right we'll discuss internally Aphrodite just slides her chair a little sideways towards Aurelia, puts an arm around her shoulder and says, your friends are a little bit high strung today. I'd like to thank you so much for keeping your cool. She just strokes her cheek slightly and then slides back. 
Aphrodite doesn't know how to sit at a table without making everything a flirtation. Aurelia is still drinking uh, her mojito, and she's like, I, I gotta keep it cool to hold my liquor. The goddess builds out like a huge old belly laugh out of that one. <laughs> and up to that, a boy at one of the other tables looks over at her, can't be more than a teenager, and then just kind of starts staring like something broke in his head. She looks over at him, smiles slightly, looks down at him for a second. Then he looks down at himself for a second, and then he bolts. She looks back at you. Some kids, no self-control. Anyway, like I said, my husband was a little bit hurt that you guys did a favor for someone else without talking to him first, because I would have thought Maddie would have, but maybe if you guys are in a rush, we can spin it off that way. But I'd like you to do a little shopping for me. Shopping? Maddie says, kind of confused. That seems like a deceptively simple task. Uh, well, purchasing would be actually more accurate than shopping. Ah, purchasing. And that kind of lines up in her head because, you know, the dwarf just wanted something purchased too. And that was a clusterfuck. So she says, uh, what? Wits and academics for- roles for everybody. Difficulty seven, by the way. Oh, okay. I get one success. Bill, can you remind me again if I'm ra- allowed to re-roll tens? No, right? Not only if you had a specialty that would apply. Okay, I still have three successes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, you will be the one who gets it first unless Maddie somehow gets more? Nope, I just get one. Okay, we're going to say that Aurelia gets it first. I mean, Anne gets it first, but everyone got a success when they get it. You realize that Aphrodite is already playing a linguistic trick on you. Per chase comes from an older word. That meant by chasing or by hunting down, literally through chasing. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's going to, at least for now, hold that off until she heard the entire offer and the entire description of what they need to do. Um, but yeah, that feels nasty. So it's been a while, but you know, with a wardrobe like mine, every now and then something gets lost, right? She waits for seeing people nod a little bit and then continues. So Freya took my favorite belt and she's been claiming it's hers for the last, I don't know, 1500, 2000 years, something like that. I forget exactly when. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, she's got my favorite belt. And then worse than that. She loaned it to a human without my permission. I want it back before it causes a lot of trouble. What kind of trouble are we talking about? It's a belt? So let's talk a tiny little history lesson. I don't want it to get too boring. But if you guys read a bit about the Trojan War, you'll remember that one time my daughter, uh, is not a more like step niece, niece. It's you guys have way too many complicated terms for these things. One time, my nephew's wife, who's also my niece, had to borrow my belt to keep her husband distracted so that the Greeks could do better because it's a really good belt. Well, I mean, they called it a girdle then, and I'm pretty sure that other words have been used since then. And 
these days you'd probably call it the hottest top ever made, but I'm sure that it's being treated as something else because it looks like what it needs to. So it's an item that we don't really know what it looks like, but it's an item of clothing? Yeah. Basically, it lets somebody share in my beauty. Oh, and Maddie foolishly thinks, like, that doesn't sound so bad. Somebody's a little extra pretty. What's the big deal? Like, in like uh, mortals aren't meant to be able to look this good. Like, if I didn't have a little bit of my power keeping people from paying too, too much attention to us, half this town would probably have experienced early puberty, at least. Maddie's thinking, like, she certainly has experienced something. Uh, and she says, oh, okay, so we're talking about possible mass hysteria, you know, in, in insane amounts of attraction, possibly death by snoo-snoo? You get a bit of a nod in return after this train of thought. Aurelia is choking on her mojito. Maddie couldn't say the actual words. She doesn't use those words. Uh, so she says, oh, oh uh, w- well, is this item dangerous to us? Like, what would happen if we touched it? Because I, I it mean, only matters if you're wearing it like any other clothes. They're a bit less important once they hit the floor. Maddie, like, struggles with that. And, like, she she goes to put her fork down, but she her elbow hits the cup of water and it completely spills all over Joseph and Maddie is like frantically grabbing napkins, trying to like mop up the table water. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Try to get it from getting onto Anne's food. He just kind of sighs. like, this always happens kind of sigh. And then hands her napkin to Joseph who just wraps himself up like a towel. She's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Joseph. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I think I think I just had coffee this morning instead of tea. So it's too much caffeine. It's it's too much caffeine. And whispers, I know exactly what's wrong with you. It's snoo snoo. Maddie shakes her head like I would never kind of thing. Uh, and she'll say, "Okay, um, w- well, we have to discuss amongst ourselves to see if you know what w- what we can do." And she's kind of looking at Anne as if trying to say something that Anne will approve of. Like we're going to discuss amongst ourselves um, to see if this is this is a plan that we could do. Um, where exactly would this garment be? Last that you know of its existence. Uh, right now, it's in Nevada. I think it might be near bit north of Vegas. Maddie bulges her eyes at Anne like, oh God, Sin City. You know, like she was hoping it would just kind of be in suburbia somewhere in a cornfield. Um, She goes, okay. I mean, it depends Uh, on where they're doing their current shoots. The current shoots? Oh, okay. So these are musicians, movie stars that we're after? She looks you utterly deadpan straight in the eyes and says porn it's being used for porn and let's just say that if enough people watch some of these that if they're recorded with the right material the effect might translate through camera when she says porn the word hits maddie almost like a gunshot to the chest like she her she has a physical reaction where she kind of bounces back a little, like startled. And when she repeats it, it happens again. And now she's looking at Anne like a like a complete child looking for adult guidance. Like, no, like we can't. She's shaking her head, no, like we, we can't do this, right, Anne? We're not gonna do this, right, Anne. Anne is not home. 
and is staring into the distance past Maddie. Nope. Uh, mm, Anne is fairly conservative when it comes to this kind of thing. This is the first time you see her uncomfortable at this table. So what are the washing instructions on this piece of clothing? Cold water, air dry. Uh, That's a nuisance. Light detergent. Very light. Uh, Okay, at least some detergent. Yeah. Well, it's older than any of the countries that you'll ever go to, so I think it deserves to be treated with a bit of respect. So do they, like, keep it on during the shoot? Yeah, I've seen one clip. Apparently it's uh, being used as a necklace right now. But once upon a time, the word girdle meant something different. She says that she cups herself and jiggles lightly. At which point you can hear a glass drop somewhere as a waitress accidentally happened to look over at that moment. Maddie's eyes are fixated on cleavage now, and she's trying to will herself to look away. And she's even whispering, come on, come on, come on, come on, like look away, but she can't. And she's gripping, you know, the edge of the table for for just any sort of restraint. Um, and she kind of manages to tear her gaze away for a second to look at Aurelia and like, how is she so okay with all of this? So Aurelia grabs her purse and she... Uh takes out a little um, like mason jar that is filled with white and black beans mixed, and she shakes it uh, vigorously, and they assort into a white section and a black section. And then she says, well, um, so I think we really should get going because entropy is all fucked around here. Things just happen, and they shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I know. I've been in on this side of the world for a little bit longer than is advisable in some ways, but I would like an answer soon because we're trying to make sure that, well, do you want another crazy West coast sex cult to appear? That's going to make, you know, news for a while. And do you want it connected to Freya? Let's put it this way. Half of the dead go to her for their Ragnarok plans. Half of them. We're talking a violent sex goddess. You're not someone friendly like me. Not someone who cares about actually loving each other. Maybe I like my sex goddess violent. (laughs) Maddie kind of lets out a scoff when Aphrodite says that she's not violent and she's friendly and she's into love. And as soon as she scoffs, she She looks at you daggers. She tries to cough like, 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 no, I was just, I took a sip and... (coughs) We'd rather not have the Norse pantheon be a little more prominent than us Greeks, because that brings everything closer to the end of the world. They have an end of the world that's set in their mythological fated stone. We have fates who can keep spinning it out forever. Who do you think is a little better for humanity? Hmm? Maddie nods and says, the Norns, the Norns, yeah, yeah, the Norns. Like, she she thinks it's like a, a, a test that she has to pass. The Norns are theirs, the fates are ours. You want the fates, right? The, the fates, the fates, the fates, yeah, the fates. <laughs> she just smiles at you sweetly. Oh, Maddie, I didn't think you were going to be this one over your head. I'm sorry, I just, this is really not my uh, area of expertise. I mean, I, I thought Anne, but I... 
um, Aurelia, Aurelia, she could help. Maybe I could just stay back and Aurelia could help. She's really good. She's really good. I'm a priestess. My husband remembers that you helped someone of another pantheon, and I would like you to provide me the worship to distract them from that fact. And she just nods obediently, but you can tell there's like tiny tears forming in her eyes, like oh, like she can't escape the situation. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, right. So we are dealing with a porn belt. Right. Okay. Um. Next step of a normal conversation around this kind of stuff is what's in it for us. So, what's in it for us? I mean, we get the belt. <laughs> yeah, I somehow feel like she wants the belt back. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't want her the belt. To have the belt back. She needs the belt. We're not. We don't. We don't want the belt. Then the belt is bad. Unless one of you has a very strong desire to become my personal priestess in charge of keeping my followers happy on this planet, I think you want to return it to me rather than hold something that could be thought of as vestments of office. Yeah, I don't think my mentor will really appreciate me keeping such a thing. No, thank you. So consider that returning this thing would have my gratitude and my husband's. Now imagine that you could ask a favor that one or both of us would grant. Wars have been fought for less. Maddie looks at Anne and she kind of whispers, Hephaestus can make us good stuff. I am aware. They, I think Anne next turns to Aurelia to see what her response is to this. Aurelia is like not really into stuff, so she's kind of brooding around. It doesn't have to be materialism, ladies. There are other things in the world. She leans back, stretches a little bit, and you can hear the sound of fabric straining for a few moments. And then she sits back, relaxed. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna walk outside for just a, a minute. We'll we'll be right back though. Please excuse us. Uh Maddie says as she stands up and she kind of gives Andy come on look. Um, but she's walking out on, on very shaky, wobbly legs. Anne hurries after her and tries to pick up Ella, but Ella clearly indicates, clearly indicates that Ella wants to stay here for fashion advice. So there is a little bit of a struggle where Anne is trying to pull her umbrella away from the window that it is leaning against. And then she just gives up <laughs> and the, the umbrella follows her hand until it is above the chair. And then it just is in Anne's chair. And then she runs after, well, she hastily walks after Maddie. Aphrodite does, in fact, lean over to have a very quiet conversation with Ella and offers her some more seafood. Yeah, Aurelia also walks out on shaky legs, but uh, when it comes to her, it's more that she has probably had too much of a drink right now. So once they're outside, Maddie takes in like a couple of deep, calming breaths and kind of fans herself. She's been pushed into a dress by Aurelia, which already makes her very uncomfortable. And it's like an off the shoulder, um, very thin material, breezy dress that goes all the way down to uh, her ankles. And it's cinched at the waist. It's this, like nice seafoam green color. Um, and she's kind of 
she grabs the skirt of the dress and lifts it up to her knees for a second and then starts like airing it out. And she's just feeling warm all over. Um, and she says to, to Anne in particular, we have to do this. I know we, we don't want to do this, but you have no idea how vindictive Aphrodite is when she is wronged. Like she will level a town and her husband rubs elbows with Zeus and her ex-lover is the god of war. She is not the one that we want to mess around with. We have to do this at all costs. I mean, you're not wrong. And I think once again, working for the, I'm kind of done working for the gods, but I feel like every single time we do this, there is going to be another god that will hear about us. And soon we are like, that might got thingies anyway. Um, yeah, I, I guess we need to do this. I don't just looking around here and she looks around uh, over the beach. Yeah. I don't think there is really a team that is more capable of stealing a porn belt than we are. Because I think most people would lose their mind. Kind of like you did at the table. Good job at keeping your cool. Are you okay? Maddie says, you know, she's shaking her head no. And she says, I don't think I can do this, guys. I'm not good at this whole, you know, sexy thing. I I can't keep my cool around her. And if some I've never even watched porn um and she like looks totally embarrassed about that fact and and then she kind of tries to backtrack and says no I mean like I have I have but like not live which is totally a lie she's never watched porn um and she says I don't even know what we would do like how do you how do you say to someone hi please give us this infinitely powerful object that surely has given you a leg up in this line of work you know, how could we possibly do that? Uh, I think Aurelia should be point on this. She seems to really have things under control and she looks confused as to how she of all people could have things under control um, and says, so maybe she should lead and I, I'll, I'll definitely be following on this one. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I think out of the three of us, uh, she might also have watched, like have the most in-depth knowledge so to say because i i watched it once and i was just i know i don't know it was just empty or something it just just looked wrong maddie nods and like without realizing what she's saying she goes aurelia watches a lot of porn uh she probably it's gonna be fine and that's when aurelia (laughs) joins us uh i shouldn't have been drinking so much in the heat but Holy shit. Like, how how could you sit there and not drink? Because you don't want to know what she does when you are drunk. Do you know who that is? Sure, that's why I'm trying to uh, drown the feelings in alcohol. No, I meant her. That's Aphrodite. A goddess of love, goddess of sexual desire, goddess of all that is beautiful. She is the queen of beauty. Yeah, the very you- same. Do you want to be drunk around her? I don't, I don't advise it. That's how wars start. Literal wars. That's how they start. That's why I stick to the caffeine jitters. Oh my god, this espresso was much stronger than I had expected. So Look, the alcohol allows me to focus inwards. 
So we're all in agreement. We're going to do this, right? I don't really think we have a choice, but uh, Aurelia, since you took your sweet time getting here, Anne and I decided, and we have majority vote, that you're going to take point on this and we're going to follow. You have the most experience with, you know, the the adult film stuff. Uh, so you should you should be our point lead here. Uh, wait, I have the most experience? Uh, the walls at the Chantry aren't, you know, soundproof, okay? So, I mean, no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. But um, you get to go in there and tell the pretty lady that we'll do the thing. Um, but we, we want stuff in return. And she says that looking at Anne, like, to get her approval. Like, we want stuff in return. We're not just doing this for free. Yeah, and, and maybe also give us, like, a little bit of time after the job, like a month after the job is completed to define our final request. Because actually I like, oh, Daedalus might be cool, but also I don't want to hurt my mentor's feelings. And uh, this is going to be a mess. Yeah. Aurelia, go in there and barter for us. Stick up for us. We'll do it, but not for free. We have a price. What? Like what? Do you, what do you want? I, I I'm not sure what I want. You uh, can barter with her. Absolutely not. I can't. And then she turns Aurelia's shoulders and gives her a really firm shove, like to head back inside and speak on our behalf to Aphrodite. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Maddie, you clearly need to take a walk along the beach. Uh, I think Aurelia and I can go back in and just tell her that we will take the offer because we don't really have a choice. Um, leave out that last part and then say something like, okay, but we need, do need a month or so to define our final request, depending on how difficult of a challenge this poses to be because we are, don't have all the information that we need. Yeah, that sounds her, reasonable, right? To her, that to her, a month is like a blink of the eye. She won't mind. Um, I'll just I'll just take a, a walk down the boardwalk and and I'll I'll be communicating with jo- Joseph telepathically. He can fill me in on what's going on. So Maddie's going to get the story. I mean, in Joseph's words, whatever that's worth. Um, but she gives you guys a thumbs up and says, "Thanks, guys. I just have to cool my head." And then she starts power walking as in the opposite way as far like trying to increase the radius distance between her and Aphrodite as much as possible as quick as possible yeah totally cool with this whole thing she's gonna do great Aurelia I think Maddie is gonna do great and and just bursts out in a little laughter shall we go back in and then just get this over with uh just a second so Aurelia is going to dig into her purse again and she grabs her notebook and she's going to make a quick drawing of a woman in really baggy, boring clothing. And I want to use this as a ritual to make Aphrodite appear not as beautiful to me. Just to you? Or potentially like in the room. Well, with your mind abilities, you could make her appear less beautiful to you in particular or Anne in particular. We're both. If you start doing it to other people who aren't the two of you, that could provoke paradox. Okay, then just the two of us. 
All right. If you tell Anne what you're doing in advance so she doesn't resist it, I'll let that be a coincidental effect because it's affecting just the minds of two mages who know what's going on in advance and are mages. All right. So I show my quick drawing to you, uh, Anne. Can I tell and her? Oh. Roll for a difficulty six with your arrow mm -hmm. Four successes. All right. Both of you can treat yourselves as having, well, four extra dice to resist beauty, lust, temptation, all of that for the rest of this scene. Because four successes was really good. Right. As you head in, you can see Aphrodite handing another piece of, uh, another oyster actually to Ella, who seems to be wearing a slightly different color sock than before. The shift is subtle, but it really complements her so well, or them so well, I should say. Though around Aphrodite, Ella is slightly more them than before, and she's actually talking to Joseph, who's still wrapped up in the napkin, saying how she understands that it really has to be hard being so much more sentient than all of the other mice around to find anyone who really makes sense to him. After all, it, it wouldn't make sense, you know, for someone to be interested in an ant. So why would Joseph be interested in any mouse who has less of a mind than him? And it just sounds so sweet and dear Abby. Can we, can we, is there an undertone? Like, is she trying to do something more than just being herself? Uh, well, let's see how well you can perceive the mind of a goddess then. Uh, you want to do a wits and empathy roll? Sure. Let's, let's break my brain. Oh, wait, that's a different game. Difficulty is six because this is honestly being really straightforward stuff going on. My dice are so kind to me today. I rolled three successes. Awesome. Uh, you're convinced that one, she thinks everyone should have a partner or two or five. And also, she thinks that if the more Joseph is happy and likes her, the more that she's going to be able to get out of Maddie in the future, potentially, as well. You're pretty sure that that's going on just from your sense of this. I mean, I realize afterwards that you, uh, you know, have the occult as well. I almost should have made you roll that, but I think empathy still fits a lot better. No, that fits better in this case. Like I'm tr not trying to find her godly reasons to be here right now. So, okay. So as Anne and Aurelia walk up to the table and we'll just not really slide in between uh, Aphrodite and Joseph, but kind of pull the attention away. And say, so that's enough dating advice to the familiars i'm sorry guys um but we we have talked and i think i think uh we have reached a conclusion aurelia where's the priestess she looks a little disappointed she has just a hint of a pout and it it is heartbreaking in its intensity oh she's very busy, but I think she would love if you were to visit her sometimes at the Chantry. Ah, I see. Uh, well, she was looking like she was starting to feel a little dehydrated. Maybe she needed 
I don't know, but you want a Gatorade. They don't have that kind of thing here. We'll just say that because it's very polite me to say yes. And further, we um, will need some time to look in to what we're supposed to do uh, because we don't know how to approach it yet. That's reasonable. I mean, even my cults don't show up overnight, though occasionally over the right night. You're thinking about a month, maybe, but do you know how urgent this matter is with the horn crew? Well, so far, they haven't put it in anything that is able to record supernatural qualities, but I've heard certain rumors that it probably will start to get attention from certain technologists in the near future who've been noticing this smaller company skyrocketing to success. Aurelia's gonna roll her eyes like really hard. It's the same kind of rich tech idiots like last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the other two wanted to talk to you about some stuff, I believe. And not not really stuff, so to say. So uh, on the payment, the payment, of course, depends a bit on how much effort it takes us. So we cannot really settle on anything that we would want uh, in return right now. Um, so we would like after uh, after we are done to have, say, an extra month or so to define our final request in return, if that's okay? Well, I suppose I can give you a little time. I mean, it's not like it's going to be that much waiting for me, but I do, she leans closer and Dan gets so impatient at times, and I just hate to put things off that I can enjoy now. She just gently touches your cheek with one hand and then leans backwards coyly bites her bottom lip for a moment but if that's really how you feel that you're not sure what you want from me i think it is more likely that i will ask something of your husband but that's okay um but like uh, i'm kind of contractually busy with uh the the, the with somebody with one of his competitors, so that's uh, that's my side of things. I, I need to be a little bit, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, yeah, I need to think about it a little bit, and I need to be subtle about it. And well, I try would never not ask to anyone every... to break it. Oh, yeah, Sticks I just don't want to. If I did that, yeah, that, and I also just don't want to rub people the wrong way, you know. Well, I'm anyway. sure you know exactly how to rub people if you think about it a little. Yeah, n- no, n- not my thing. I no. I can see why they chose you for negotiations. She says, calming down a little bit. Yes, yes, fine. You'll get your month. I promise you that I will, in good faith, work to repay you in kind for whatever you do, providing that the three of you work with me in good faith as well. Okay, so out and of can- character. Aurelia, How much you can ha- hear that really strongly because you can hear things involving entropy a bit. It's something that would be on the automatic success level for you. Easy to hear that she is saying something binding. Yeah. She says, I swear upon the sticks that if you are willing to work with me on this, I will work with you fairly in return. 
and I tell you this three times. Do you agree? The three of you, since you've chosen among yourselves who can speak for you. And looks at Aurelia for this one, because I think this is so specific that even Anne knows that there is an underlying um, bind to this. Uh, but she knows that Aurelia has more feeling for that kind of thing. So I'm not sure if this warrants a role or not, but to Aurelia, it sounds like about as good as it gets. I think a Wits in the Esoterica role would fit really well for this. It's your most fitting and appropriate skill or knowledge. So what's the difficulty? Seven. Okay, then I have two successes. You can tell that this is probably about as good of a binding oath as you're going to willingly get from a Greek god without really cornering them. And then you might not want to have cornered them. Yeah, exactly. So I look reassuringly at uh, Anne and say, of course, we will not be acting in bad faith. Um, And how can we get in contact when we know um, how we want to proceed? The priestess can get my attention very easily. She specialized in these matters, as I'm sure you're somewhat aware. Maybe not my matters in particular, but she knows how to make sure that the gods can hear her prayers. So Aurelia looks kind of defeated because she was hoping she gets like a quick access to (laughs) Aphrodite, (laughs) but that didn't work. Um, But she gives like a. If that doesn't work for you, you know what? If you. Pay in euros at an American massage parlor. I'll notice that too, because they don't do drachma anymore. Um, okay. Well, I, I think we're going to be inviting you to the chantry. But as I said, the door is always open. She smiles at that. And in some ways, it's a very unsettling smile. Your entropy senses tell you a little bit of what have I done? But the Greeks also hold hospitality as extremely sacred. So maybe not completely, what have I done? It's chaos magic. You need to do things sometimes that you're uncomfortable with. Okay, um, it sounds to me, and she is looking at Aurelia through every word to see if Aurelia stops her at any point, that we have a deal, and then she slowly reaches out her hand. Aphrodite shakes her hand. If you had all the moisturizer in North America and exfoliated every day for a year, you still couldn't get skin that felt as good as this to touch. And and when she reached out her head and had expected her to just hold it, do the squeeze and then let go. But it becomes a little bit of an awkwardly long handshake until Aphrodite at one point pulls away, gen- like in a very flowing motion. <laughs> and then Anne's hand is still there and she's just staring at it like, what the fuck did I just touch? She kind of looks and she's like, if you wanted your hands on me that much, it could be arranged. I can assure you that that is not going to be what I request. Thank you. She smiles far too mischievously for anyone's good, except possibly her own. Okay, I think it's time we also depart and just start this mission so when we can get this um, all wrapped up nicely. 
Oh, you're just all too nervous. Tell you what, I'll let you finish the meal. It's on me. I paid in advance. Now, if you excuse me, I have to powder my nose. She walks off towards the bathroom, and you're pretty sure that whenever she passed through that doorway, it did not lead where it looked like it led. Free lunch, at least. And if she doesn't return in a couple minutes, or if Aurelia checks the uh, 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 the chaos again and says that it's clear, I think Anne is going to lean into Joseph say, Hey, Joseph, can you tell Maddie that the coast is clear? She can come back if she wants to. Well, Anne does have spirit magic also, so she could, if she had any of her, you know, little detectors going because, um, you know, senses determine that the gauntlet had been very gently, politely passed through in this area. Yeah, okay. So then she's just going to lean into Joseph almost immediately. All right. Joseph passes along to Maddie. Maddie, at this point, would be several blocks away. Um, And even though Aphrodite's gone, she's still walking in the opposite direction. And she responds uh, to Joseph, uh, and she asks, how did it go? Did they make the deal? Do we know where we have to go? Did everything go fine? Um, They made a deal. They didn't end up asking a lot more questions for details. I think they were kind of distracted. So how are we supposed to find these people? We just know that they're in Nevada. It's a big state. Uh, isn't Aurelia really good at predicting things? But she wants to be. Wouldn't she want to be? Have you met Aurelia? Yes. Sometimes she wants things. Can you tell what she wants in this particular instance? Maybe you can make your big button eyes do something good for once. Have her, you know... Check in and see if she can find stuff. Well, she was the one who said that it was an okay agreement. So I'm pretty sure she wants to follow through on her agreement. And the agreement was just, we do this and we get stuff back, right? She didn't try to sneak anything else in there? No, she swore by the sticks. Okay, okay. Uh, She'll give Joseph her uh, location and she'll say she'll be there in a second. And... um. Maddie will go into one of like the porta potties that are on the beach and she's going to try to teleport to the bathrooms in the uh the restaurant so she can come out and meet them. All right, if you don't want to walk, that's fine. That is a difficulty seven roll, and you're gonna be chancing some paradox here. Okay, let me. Uh, I forgot for a second, my Arate is four, so I would just roll 4d10, difficulty seven, right? Correct. Okay. I get one success. All right. One success will get you to a place that you had recently been. And you've got one success worth of paradox. So um, as you step out of the bathroom, you feel like all eyes are on you in the restaurant, which possibly they should be. All of you, from having been exposed to Aphrodite radiation for so for even this amount of time in direct contact almost, are temporarily having higher appearances. And yours has somehow attracted the eyes of everyone who might be attracted to you in the restaurant. For Maddie, she just thinks that it's because she's wearing a dress and she looks ugly. So she, as always, she becomes hyper fixated on herself and she 
closes her body language inward and just speed walks to the table to sit down and meet the others. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.